Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as a part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tommy Butts, Extension Weed Scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. And I have the privilege of being your host this week for the fourth episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series. This week, we'll be discussing rice weed control strategies and programs for the 2021 growing season. Now, the first thing I want to mention is that every one of our herbicide programs needs to be set up for barnyard grass first. Uh, That is by far our number one most problematic weed. Uh, And we conducted a rice weed management survey this past fall, and it was overwhelming how, how many people voted barnyard grass as our number one problematic weed across our rice acres. Uh, Along with that survey, we also asked them to estimate yield loss based on barnyard grass across the state, and respondents indicated uh, that they estimated an average loss of nearly 15 bushels per acre uh, yield across our Arkansas rice fields strictly due to just barnyard grass populations out there. So that makes that a very, very problematic weed for us across the state in our rice crop. Now, the best thing that I can tell you for managing our barnyard grass populations out there is to use residuals and use multiple effective residuals in every application that goes out. That's critical. That that is our underlying main thing that we need to do is use multiple effective residual herbicides and overlap those residuals to get the best barnyard grass control. Just never let it get out of the ground. Now, there's multiple different uh, uh, residual products that we can use in combinations of those products that will, you know, maybe work in your operation. Um, But a few things that have worked really well for us is obviously starting off with a foundation of command. Um, Command continues to be one of our best herbicides from a residual standpoint for grass control. And it also has a little resistance out there. So it's still very effective across broad parts of the state, which is really good. Now, with command, we want to select a rate that uh, can be effective based on our soil types. And what I would tell you is that a little bit of bleaching on our rice crop is actually a good thing. Now, we don't want to turn our rice completely white, definitely not. But if we see a little bit of a white flash on our rice, that lets us know that command is, is activated, it's working, and it's giving us barnyard grass control as well. So we kind of want to select that rate where we may get a tiny bit of flash on our rice, but not so much that we completely bleach the entire rice crop. Now, mixing with that command, like I mentioned, we want to have multiple effective modes of action in there. Uh, One of the best herbicides that's worked well for us from a residual standpoint, small plot research continually year in and year out, is quinclorac or facet. Um, That, you know, doing a command plus facet tank mix up front continually gives us some of the best weed control that we have in in our research plots. Um, And even if we have uh, quinclorac or facet resistant barnyard grass, uh, from a residual standpoint, we'll still get activity out of it. And so I really would like to recommend moving that facet up, using it as a pre-emergence product rather than trying to save it as a post-emergence product later on in the season. Now, if we're in a clear field or full page system, command plus new path or preface can also be a good option and give us barnyard grass control as long as we don't have resistance developed. Um, But those can be, you know, again, multiple effective modes of action, both working on that barnyard grass um, and give us a little bit broader spectrum weed control as well. Now, one of the other things I want to mention is uh, in our plots across four different site years, uh, the tank mix of command, bolero, 
and League. So those three herbicides applied delayed pre has been literally the cleanest mix uh, across my small plots that I've used the past couple of years and, and, and across multiple sites. Now, I realize that mix is extremely expensive, uh, but that, again, that tank mix has been, uh, you know, extremely clean. And as a result, it's saved me at least one, if not two, post-emergence applications on the back end, which then resulted in an overall uh, more economical herbicide program cost. So even though I spent, you know, a lot more up front there, because it saved me on the back end, I ended up saving my overall herbicide cost. Now, I will say I would not recommend that broad spectrum across all our acres, but if you've got a problematic field, you're looking for something new to try, you know, this three-way tank mix may be worth a shot just to see, uh, you know, what kind of barnyard grass control you can get out of it. Because like I mentioned, it's worked really well for us in small plot research. And now as well, that tank mix with Bolero and Liga in there also gives us some, you know, sedge uh, control materials and some broadleaf uh, control materials. And so it's really good on a whole broad spectrum of weed species we may have out there in our rice crop. Now, following that first initial uh, residual application, we want to come back and overlap our second uh, level of residuals about 14 to 21 days after that first application. Now, in this second application of residuals, there's a whole range, again, of combinations or different products that we can use. Um, Prowl and Bolero is a good mix to throw out at this time uh, with different modes of action there to get us effective control on barnyard grass. Again, we can do maybe a sequential shot of command, depending on our soil type, and again, mix in maybe command and Bolero or command and Prowl like a rice one. Uh, again, maybe do another shot of command and new path or preface. There's a whole lot of uh, options here that we can throw in in that second overlapping residual shot to give us multiple effective modes of action again and really make sure that we extend our residual control of that barnyard grass and not let it get out of the ground. Now, the reason I stress residuals so much here is, again, based on our survey this past fall, one of the questions we asked was, uh, you know, how often is barnyard grass missed with the first post-emergence application? And respondents indicated about half the time that their barnyard grass populations were missed with the first post-application. So half the time we're missing our barnyard grass with our first post shot. It's just thrown out the window. The next question we asked on the survey was, okay, if that first post application fails, how many more applications does it take to successfully get that barnyard grass under control? And overwhelming, overwhelmingly, the respondents indicated it takes about three more post applications following that failed first application. That's huge. That means we just had to use four different post-emergence applications to try and successfully control the barnyard grass that we missed. So as I said, those residuals are extremely critical so that we can get it under control early. We don't let it out of the ground. And then we don't have to rely as heavily on those post-emergence applications uh, for complete control. Uh, because otherwise, if we miss, we really miss badly out there. And we have a lot more of, of those post applications to get it under control. Now, uh, so I say all of that after we get through those two residual, you know, applications, uh, those overlapping residuals, that third application, we should be hopefully getting to our pre-flood timing, you know, that those, those two, first two overlapping residual applications should be getting us through the season enough to get us to that pre-flood timing. And once we're there, we really can pick and choose our herbicides uh, based on what weeds have emerged uh, at that pre-flood timing. So as opposed to just kind of you know, selecting uh, herbicides at a whim, we can really scout 
and specifically pick out the herbicides that are going to take care of whatever weeds we now have up at that pre-flood timing to, to keep us clean and head out into flood. Um, so, you know, for example, do we have more barnyard grass emerging? Is it time that we need to use a clincher or rice star shot? Um, do we have broad leaves like coffee bean or joint vetch coming up? Uh, do we have sedges out there, you know, flat sedges, yellow nut sedge, that kind of stuff? Weedy rice, uh, you know, what's, what's coming up now at this time that we need to specifically select, uh, you know, an appropriate herbicide that will take care of those weeds specifically. That's what that third application at that pre-flood timing really should aim for. Now, as a part of that, we really need to know our resistances. You know, if we if we don't know our resistances and we're just going out there spraying herbicides that 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 barnyard grass or that weedy rice or any of those other weeds are already resistant to, we're just throwing money down a drain because we're using a herbicide that's not effective and, and it's not going to give us the control we need. So we really need to know the resistances out there as well before we select at an appropriate herbicide for that post application. So basically, we need to know what weeds are out there and know what resistances we have in, in those weeds so we can uh, effectively select that post-emergence herbicide and get the most bang for our buck. Now, I do also really want to mention quickly, if you know that you have new path-resistant barnyard grass or weedy rice, switching to the full-page system is not going to help you uh, manage those weeds successfully. Uh, if you have new path resistance, preface is the exact same thing as new path. Postscript is the exact same thing as beyond. The full page system does not give us uh, any better weed control or it doesn't improve our weed control if we already have resistance out there compared to the clear field system. The full page system is really all based on the tolerance of our rice so that we don't see injury in the rice crop. But once again, if we know we have new path resistance, the full page system is not going to help us get any better weed control in, in that situation. Now, jumping out of barnyard grass, so we named a lot of uh, different programs there for successfully controlling barnyard grass. I want to mention a few other problematic weeds. Um, weedy rice continues to be, a, you know, a, a, one of our main problematic weeds out there. It was normally about our, our number three listed most problematic weed in our survey. Um, Bolero can help slightly in certain situations out there, specifically if we're, you know, in water seeded rice and we can use a pinpoint flooding method. Bolero can be pretty effective at managing our weedy rice populations. Um, otherwise, you know, the, the old standby of the clear field or full page systems are, are really beneficial still at controlling a lot of our weedy rice populations out there. Um, you know, using the new path or preface and then following it up with postscript or beyond, depending on what system you're in. Um, but we do have a lot of resistance in our weedy rice populations out there as well. So that's becoming uh, more challenging every year. One new product that we have available this year through a Section 18 is Rogue. Uh, it's an HPPD inhibiting herbicide, so a bleaching herbicide. Um, the Section 18, if you have a water-seeded field that's on a zero grade, um, this herbicide, you could, you could talk to Gallon, and this herbicide may be an option to help uh, provide some weedy rice control for you out there this year. Um, otherwise, if we're in really bad weedy rice areas and we know we already have the ALS resistance in that weedy rice, we really need to consider switching to um, like the Provisia system or down the road here, Rice Tech is developing their Max Ace system um, that, that will hopefully be available in, in upcoming seasons. And we really need to switch to, uh, to those systems to give us a different set of um, herbicides or modes of action that we can use on that weedy rice. Because otherwise, we're really limited in options at successfully controlling um, that weed in our rice crop. 
Now, the next problematic weed that I've gotten a lot of calls on and actually was our number two problematic weed in our survey are sedges. Uh, Sharpen and Bolero up front are normally our best residual flat sedge materials. So, you know, rice flat sedge, small flower umbrella sedge, the new white margin flat sedge that's out and about. Um, those are definitely are probably our two best materials. Um, Facet or Quinclorac can also help in certain situations. Um, and, and I say all of this because most of our flat sedge populations across the state are considered to be ALS inhibitor resistant. So I tend to just avoid those in my recommendations and rely on the sharp and boleros or facets to help us from a residual standpoint on those. From a post standpoint, Bassagram plus Propanil or Loyant continues to be our best post-emergence options for flat sedges. Um, and with Loyant, uh, we can reduce the rate to eight fluid ounces per acre if those sedges are less than six inches tall. Um, so we can use a little bit lower of a rate and it's still really effective at controlling uh, flat sedges or small flower umbrella sedge. Finally, for yellow nut sedge, because that's a little bit different as far as the sedge species go, we really need to rely on our ALS inhibitors there. So Permit, Permit Plus, and Gambit are really our best options when it comes to managing yellow nut sedge. And so if we develop ALS resistance, yellow nut sedge becomes very challenging because we just don't have a good second option there. It normally takes sequential post applications to knock it out of different herbicides um, if, if that's the case where we have ALS resistance. But luckily that's not widespread yet. So, you know, Permit, Permit Plus, Gambit are still our best options there for that weed. Now with that, if we do have other problematic weeds out there, um, you know, at this time, check our MP44s for some of our recommendations. You know, try and use some of the different products that maybe are, are broad spectrum uh, weed control killers like a propanil covers a broad spectrum of weed species. Um, you know, some of the ALS inhibitors can cover a broad spectrum of weeds. Those things, those can be very beneficial. And as always, please feel free to give me a call anytime if you really have questions or you're looking for a better recommendation, those types of things. Um, just give me a call and we can chat about your situation. Um, just to kind of get to my last couple things, I real quick on as far as row rice goes, we're going to have a separate podcast later on in the season. But I did want to mention from a residual standpoint on row rice, the timing becomes really critical, and we want to make sure that our uh, residuals are overlapped at 14 days, not 21. Um, some research from Dr. Tom Barber has shown that if we stretch that residual overlap period out. From, from 14 to 21 days, we have a significant reduction in control. So we really need to overlap those residuals 14 days apart. Otherwise, we'll see a significant loss of control in our row rice fields out there. So finally, the last thing I want to hit on is just some general recommendations for weed control across the board. And, and Dr. Tom Barber hit on a few of these um, a couple weeks ago in his um, uh, resistance talk uh, was specifically with the glufosinate resistant pigweed, but these strategies can be, you know, applied across the board in cropping systems and weed spectrums. And so I kind of wanted to mention, mention them again, and I have it broken down into an easy memory aid known as sports. So if you can remember sports, this will really help you out a lot with your weed control strategies moving forward. Uh, the S stands for start clean. So we want to make sure we don't have any weeds emerged at the time of planting. P is pre-emergence herbicides. We need to get those uh, herbicides out. Don't let those weeds ever get out of the ground to start with. O is overlapping residuals. So make sure that we overlap those residuals. Make sure, again, that we're not letting weeds get out of the ground and extend that period of time where we can be weed free. 
R is required integrated weed management tactics. So make sure that we're implementing diverse strategies, you know, trying to use a pinpoint flood, manage the, the weed seed bank, um, getting our flood on maybe a little bit earlier so that we can have that cultural strategy used. Those types of things can be extremely beneficial for, for managing our weeds and delaying ev the, the um, evolution of resistance. T stands for timely, so we need to be timely with all of our applications and weed control strategies, whether it's making sure that we get those residuals out in time or applying our post products when weeds are small, that's very critical. And then our final S is selection. And we and by selection, what I mean is we need to select uh, you know, appropriate and multiple effective uh, herbicides for our situations, whether that's the residuals, the post products, those types of things, we need to make that selection of herbicides really critical to get the most bang for our buck as well. So again, sports, if we can remember that uh, um, analogy, that will really help us throughout our entire weed management process for the 21, 2021 growing season. So with that, I just want to say thank you um, for listening today. Uh, please tune in next week for uh, Dr. Tom Barber. He'll be discussing corn pre-emergence herbicides and programs um, for the 2021 growing season. And so once again, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.